0: Good morning, beloved family.
1: How are you doing? I pray that you are well, and we are fine over here, still in Tulsa, Oklahoma, still looking for a new home um, and trusting God for His His perfect will. Yesterday we were talking about Halloween and um, how to prepare, how to celebrate what Halloween actually is and i uh, well i think it wasn't yesterday i'm a little mixed up this morning i think it was friday uh so that you could um put together not go out and buy awful uh halloween demonic outfits but truly teach your children and yourselves be witnesses of the magnificent holiday uh, Catholic holiday, that it is Holy Day, the Eve of All Saints Day. It's beautiful. And the only thing we should be focused on is not um, devils and demons and goblins and all of that, because that comes from uh, a satanic distortion of the day. In fact, yesterday, <clears throat> right across the street from where we attend Mass in the morning, um, is an incredible, huge display of orange, of, of lights and pumpkins, happy little pumpkins, and not, not terrible looking ones they are carved out with nice smiles and everything for Halloween. And you know, it really looks great. It really looks fun and great and has nothing to do with God. Nothing to do with God. Uh, if you're celebrating the fall festival, that's okay. But it's really you could celebrate the fall festival or the the um, uh, season in that sense of fall in other ways or other times. But it should not be the display on All Hallows Eve. We really should be Catholic. Um, I'm I'm looking at. Um, an article I, I printed out for you, and I um, and I don't I don't see it. Um, I don't know if I if I read this to you or not, but it is the Islamization of public education, and um, it is from Crisis Magazine. Uh, I I, I I want to, I'm fumbling here a little bit because I'm not sure it's what I had for you today. Uh, our papers got a little mixed up here. Um, but I want you to know, those of you who are homeschooling or who want to homeschool, um, or who even have the, the courage to look into it, to save your children, to save your family, it's that drastic, to save them, Um we have. I have a wonderful friend, uh, her name is Beth, and she is heading up a project um, on researching the top homeschooling pro- pro- programs, especially for those who have never homeschooled, who don't have a clue how to do it, who don't know what materials to gather, who don't know what sort of curriculum to put together who don't think they have time or patience or money or whatever it is, she has gotten together with a fantastic group of women and they're putting this together. And uh, when they do, and it's going to be uh, within the next month, um, we are going to tell you what the number, we already have pretty much the number one conclusion that they came to and it happens to be what... Beth has been using with her children, her own children, um, and they're fantastic children it's a wonderful family, and it 's simply the fruit of her parenting and her husband her husband's parenting so um, we're going to be putting that together with, uh, for you, and we're going to Beth has put together a list of every question a homeschooling mom could possibly have, and we're going to be gathering those. And the homeschooling moms are busy answering those questions right now. So you're going to get real questions from real homeschoolers um, with real answers, not academic answers that you have to figure out how to work them. These are real homeschoolers um, and with real answers and how they work through fears and 13 children at a time and all kinds of things. It's going to be an absolute treasure and it's not just going to be a good idea, beloved. Um, it's it's going to be what is absolutely necessary. I have um, a personal example of a family very close to me with eight children, and the mother was very involved with church, and um, but her children, uh, she actually was a convert to the faith, and her husband, after her conversion, reverted to the faith, and the children were all over the map. Um, the uh, the one old a teenage child. There were no no one was more than eighteen or nineteen years old, and and the youngest at this point was eight. And they were really all over the map. And the oldest one had a, a child out of wedlock and was living on her own and doing extremely poorly um, with her child and uh Because she was just selfish and on her own and and just didn't want to hardly bother with her child, and the child knew she wasn 't loved and it was an awful thing um, and then the another a girl had two babies with two dads uh, two men out of wedlock, and was on drugs and slept would sleep in the car overnight uh, with her child terrible stuff. And the third, and the, and the, the son, um, who was such a magnificent boy, but saw the life of his sisters and began to mistreat women himself. And another one, uh, the youngest one, um, uh, was put on drugs by the older sister, just, just in, under house arrest, and just an awful, awful situation. And the parents were beside themselves. They had no idea what to do. And they came into the church, and um, uh, I, I was very close to them and to the mother, and we urged her to homeschool. And the thought of it, she didn't graduate college, she didn't know, figured she didn't have any knowledge at all of history and science and math. How could she possibly? She would ruin her children. We try to convince her that the children need her at home more than they need whatever education and corruption they will get in school. They need their mom. And so she quit work. She stopped volunteering at the church. And she decided she'd give this a try. Tremendous fear. And I I don't recall now what program that she found. But she figured her other children are just uh, all over the map. Uh, and and really in bad shape. She had two little ones left, 8 and 11, and that she would start to homeschool them. And it was very odd for the children, uh, and of the whole family, but she decided she'd be home, and she'd have dinner when her husband came home, and she would keep the house and homeschool these children no matter what it took. And she went into it with great fear. Uh, thinking she, her children won't have a fair advantage of uh, social situation and, and they'll be ruined academically. And she went into it with the help of other homeschooling moms. And, beloved, you'd have to see this family. You know, you have to be there to see it. Um, the entire family, from that decision that she made, the entire family was changed and converted. Unbelievable. The two little ones had her all the time, and that's what they needed. They needed their mom. And when the older ones came home from school, or from, yeah, from school and from work, they would see their mom at home with the little ones. And that's all they needed. The house would be straightened up, the mom would be there, and they had a mom when they came home. And they started coming home unbelievable and the teenagers they couldn't even get them home by midnight they're all over the place one was in jail one was this one was that and all of a sudden when the parents were home and the teenagers were into drugs into sex into everything but the mom was home and the, the the two older girls would come home and where they wouldn't even talk to their parents before. Now, they jumped on their parents' bed at night and said, we want to tell you this, we want to tell you that, and the parents said, well, go away, we want to sleep. No, we want to tell you. It, and unbelievable, the teenagers wouldn't even talk to their parents before. And the whole family was saved, saved, only because the mom began to homeschool. Only for that reason. And so I beg you, Dear parents, um, to you know, I'm I to look at the signs of the times, to take a look at what's happening in the schools and the devious schemes of the devil. Since we're taking our children out of public school, I mentioned this the other day, but I learned a little more about it. Um, the public schools are going into your home. And they are starting state programs in the home. All it is is public school at home. All it is is demonic corruption and immorality uh, brought into the home. That's all it is. You won't go to the schools. The schools will come to you, and they'll make it free, and they'll give you instruction, and they'll give you counselors, and they'll do everything because you want to school your children. It's public school at home. You can call it homeschooling. But it is schooling by the public, it's public schooling at home. It's still homeschooling, but it is homeschooling with the corrupt government and school system and immorality. And it's not homeschooling in the sense that it's not the values you would teach at home. It will continue to corrupt your children and it will corrupt you. Like the from frog in warm water, you'll say, oh, this is free. They're telling me exactly what to do. They're sending me the test. They're they're doing all this. I have all these people to call if I have questions. This is really terrific, and I'm homeschooling. You're not. You're simply bringing the poison into your home. You're simply bringing the government's poison into your home, and it is not homeschooling as we're speaking about it's not simply a matter of your taking the time and the effort to teach your children at home it is the point of having the world not come into your home that you homeschool with the values of your faith of your home and you do not teach the corrupt system you do not teach rewritten history books that have nothing to do with this country being founded on God and godly principles. And has homeschooling from the government has nothing to do with that, they're simply using the word because they want to foil the system. You're taking your children out. They'll get your children no matter what it is. And they don't care about you. They don't care about the family. They don't want the family. They want your children. They want to bring it into a socialism a uh, system of socialism that's what they want they want the government to have your children especially the brightest ones they want to do that just like Hillary Clinton once said it takes a family it does not take a fa- it, do- it doesn't take a village rather a village will corrupt your family it takes the mother and father that god has given them that's what it takes and um, Islam has gained, um, an entrance into the family. Um, I- Islam has gained an entrance into our country, into our public school system, um, into, um, every form of media uh and i would say therefore your home and it's so subtle i keep bringing up the frog in warm water because the temperature in the pot is turned up so subtly he keeps adjusting to it he may feel it once in a while i think this was warmer today than yesterday i'm not sure wow I don't know why it seems warmer. Uh, probably my imagination, and actually it might be warmer, but I don't know the cause of it. But actually, it feels okay. We'll continue, and until he boils to death. Um, I, I'm go I, I may have read this already. It, possibly even last week. It's from Crisis Magazine online. I think I did. It's by Father Mario Alexis Portella. Um, let me see if I can. Um, tell you in this article who he is. Uh, Father Portella is a priest of the Cathedral of Santa Maria del Fiore and Chancellor of the Archdiocese of Florence, Italy. He was born in New York and he holds a doctorate in canon law and civil law from the Pontifical Lateran University in Rome. Um, he is the author of Islam, Religion of Peace, with a question mark, The Violation of Natural Rights and Western um, Cover-Up. And so that's what this article is about, beloved. That's what this article is about. And I, I do believe I read it last week. I'm Not all of you uh, were able to be here to listen to it. And I don't think we're going to get through it today. But I'm simply going to begin. It is so serious, and it is not coming to us, beloved. It's not what's on the agenda. It is what has arrived. It is what is already in the schools. Um, uh, What is happening in the Catholic Church? The the Amazon Synod. All of that um, didn't start now. It started the day Pope Francis became Pope and many, many years before that, in fact. But this has been the agenda from the beginning. It's just a matter of how we get there. It's just a matter of bringing the people along so subtly that they say, well, I wonder... Can can the Holy Father do that to the faith? Can he change the Catechism? Can he uh, change the Our Father? Can he um, can he say some of the things he's saying? You know, I, I don't know. And we just go on because it's you know it, it's odd. It doesn't seem right, and a couple of people talking against it, but. What do we do? I mean, God's in charge of his church, and there's nothing so blatant. And you see, it builds up to something like the Amazon Synod, because it's the plan all along. It's the corrupt plan of the government all along, beloved, to break down the family to get our children. This is Satan's doing. The Amazon Synod is Satan's doing. What do we do about it? We keep true to our faith. That's what we do. As for me, like Joshua and my house, we will serve the Lord. So um, again, I may have read this before, I have a feeling I did, but let me just read it to you now, not with the perspective of the plan to destroy the family, but what is currently occurring in in the homes, in the church, the Islamization. Um, uh, islamicization of public education continues, continues, doesn't start apace. Um, On October 13th, just this month, the U.S. Supreme Court denied a petition presented by the Thomas More Law Center, that's the Catholic Law Center, Thomas More Law Center, to hear Wood versus Arnold, a case brought by Callie Wood, a Christian student in the 11th grade, at La Plata High School in Maryland, would refuse to take part in a school exercise she felt would deny her faith by making a written profession, these are her words, quote, by making a written profession of the Muslim conversion prayer known as the Shahada. Quote, there is no God, little g, quote, there is no God but Allah, and Muhammad is the messenger of Allah, end quote. Can you imagine the students in a um, in a high school being made to write a profession of faith to the Muslim religion? And the article says, the Thomas More Law Center argues, the school violated the First Amendments, Establishment, and Free Speech clauses when it ordered Wood, this Christian student, to do an assignment that she could not complete without violating her Christian beliefs. The teacher then gave her a failing grade. You know, part of the subtlety of this, beloved, is that people say, well, I'm just writing it i'm just saying it i don't believe it i'm denying it in your heart no you're denying it if you say it if you write it you're denying it if you if 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 someone says uh, eventually uh you stand before a firing squad deny jesus christ or you will die and you say in your heart lord I'm not denying you in my heart, but I don't want to die, so I'm going to deny you publicly out loud. But you know I love you, and I'm not denying you in, in my heart. You won't be shot by the firing squ- squad, but you won't be in heaven, because you have denied him. If if we deny him, the scriptures say, we he will deny us we 're living in this time, beloved it 's not come you could say well it 's not the case in my school i 'll wait till it happens. Well, I think it 's going to be too late because then you 're going to be in a an emergency uh, tragic situation, and you 're not going to be able to plan for it uh, you 're not going to be able to work it out. Now is the time to take your children out. <clears throat> And the teacher failed her for that. There's no respect for speech or religion or the individual or the dignity of her. Teach children to lie. Just teach them to lie. What's the big deal? Father Portella says, this is not just a violation of the First Amendment, <clears throat> that is free speech, but on an ongoing, albeit subtle, diffusion of Islam into our Western society. Personally, I don't see anything subtle about it. The teacher's actions were originally condemned in court by the high school's content specialist, Jack Tuttle, Richard Thom- Thompson, um, Jack Tuttle, um, period. Richard Thompson, um, the um, uh, Thomas More Law Center's chief counsel, said he's not aware of any public school which has forced a Muslim student To write the Lord's Prayer or John 3.16 which says God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Can you picture if um, any public school that has a Muslim student would force the Muslim to write the Christian a confession of their faith? It would be all over the news. They'd be in jail. But this, hardly anybody knows about it. The 4th U.S. Court, U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, ruled that the teacher, listen to this, did not violate the Establishment Clause. Astonishingly, can you imagine? Did not violate the Establishment Clause by making the the Christian student write this sentence out and failing her because she wouldn't do it astonishingly for asserting her right, her right, R-I-G-H-T, not to profess the Islamic faith as part of her public school's curriculum. Public school. Wood was also forced to, this wasn't a Christian school, it's a public school. Wood was also forced to view a series of pro-Islam PowerPoint slides, including one casting aspersions on Christians, which said, quote, most Muslims' faith is stronger than the average Christians. That's what it said. And you know what? There are a lot of places in which that is absolutely true. Absolutely true. Um, I I think I indeed uh, read this article uh, last week. I won't continue with it, beloved, but it is truly, truly uh, demonic. And if you take this mildly or subtly, um, let me just say, uh, you would be in the category of foolish. And it's the fool who says in his heart, there's no God for you to allow your children to be subject to this um, and not make plans now to raise your children as God has given you to raise them, not to turn them over to any society. Um, um, You are violating your vocation and you are not raising them under God. I I, I don't know how to get stronger to you. Um, I hear the music for our break, beloved.
2: Turning the tide of our culture back to Christ can seem impossible, but with God all things are possible. By displaying a Catholic radio bumper magnet on your car, you'll make a positive and eternal impact on those around you, bringing healing to the wounded and a renewed spirit to the world. Help create awareness of Catholic Radio in your community so that other drivers will find the peace of Christ through listening. To request your free bumper magnets, please visit thestationofthecross.com and click the Promote tab at the top of our homepage. That's thestationofthecross.com, then click Promote. Thank you for your support of Catholic Radio while you travel.
0: Tune in weekdays from 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern for Sermons for Everyday Living, a program that brings you real sermons from real priests on topics important to you and your faith. Visit thestationofthecross.com for details.
1: Welcome back to Mother Miriam Live, beloved. I'm thrilled to be with you. And we have a half hour all to ourselves for you to call in with anything on your heart whatsoever. Um, our text or email and the toll free number again is one 511 5483 or email at mother at the station dot com. We have Agnes on the line. Hello, dear Agnes. Hello, Mother. Hi.
3: Um, I uh, First of all, w- w- uh, we've talked before. Um, I don't know if you remember, but I wrote you a letter about 10 years ago telling you I was retiring from the government. I wanted to join your order, um, but I had to work another 10 years. So my retirement ah. date is November 11th of this year in wow. a couple of weeks. Okay, and I I will be coming to Tulsa to talk to you. Um, okay, uh, you have my letter, though, um, Agnes Adams. If you remember it, uh,
1: you know Agnes. What what you need to do, if you're okay with this, is email us. Go to our website, motherofisraelshope.org, dot org, and um, email us your address, and we'll put a new little vocation packet in the mail to you after ten years. Oh, okay, yeah, and then you I, can- I had. Good. Then right. you can I return got it that to
3: originally. Right. And so, I will.
1: It, uh, hold on one moment, just for others as well. I'll just mention that um, we will not be having discernment retreats um, because we cannot in Tulsa. We cannot move forward in Tulsa, and so we won't be having new discernment retreats until we find a new home. And at that point, I'll I'll certainly invite you uh, to come along on a, on a retreat, Agnes.
3: All right. Well, I wasn't thinking of a retreat. I just have will be in the area.
1: Oh, I got gotcha. you. And
3: uh, I will, <clears throat> I will find out where you are. Okay. Um, okay. Um, I'm going to call back and give the screener my phone number because we need to talk, Mother. Um, do
1: Don't do remember? that, sweetheart. Call us or email us. That'll be much All right. better.
3: All right. Good. All right. Now, as far as what you've been talking about on the uh, radio today. Um, and by the way, you need to get on serious Radio so we can hear you. Um, I just happened to have your number from uh, a telecast I saw on YouTube. You gave out your, uh, this number. All right. So anyway, um, two things. First, about Pope Francis. Um, now, I, uh, I'm, I know what everyone thinks they're seeing. But I want to remind you, Mother, that uh, there are two Holy Fathers, two Popes, in rome right now and pope benedict is a very holy man
1: okay agnes i'm going to stop you sweetheart let me stop you um to begin with the purpose of calling in is is not to make a statement and all of that even though i can already hear your heart um it is to ask a question and and I'm stopping you because there's no such thing in the history of the Catholic Church as two popes. In in time past, there was a a time that people, that that were four popes, that we claimed to be pope. But you know that there's only one true pope. And no matter what we think, uh, uh, I I don't want you to go into that right now unless you have a question. I, I cannot allow you to do that on the radio because we'd have, dear one, so many people calling in to um, express what they think and what they see. This is really for people that have questions that that would like my response to something. So uh, if you have a question, go ahead and ask it. If not, um, then just go ahead and email us.
3: All right, Mother. My question is this. How, do you remember the old expression, good cop, bad cop? Could
1: I think so. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, mm-hmm. so could we possibly be dealing with good pope, bad pope, to draw out the evil ones in the church?
1: No, because there's only one pope. And by the way, that's not the question you gave the call screener. So, um, Agnes, oh, I know. My, I asked I, the
3: screener. What was how? Where did Halloween, I know. the devil <clears throat> holiday, come okay. from?
1: Okay, Agnes, my dear one, I'm going to go to the next person online, and let me tell everybody: the question you give the call screener is the question you should ask. So, because they are trained to help you ask questions so um i don't want you to make this a little uh what do we call it you know a a platform to to discuss your heart and your thoughts uh i i wish we could you could do that personally with me but not not over the air all right dear agnes so god bless you my dear one go ahead and email us (laughs) if you wish and i'm going to go on to take shannon's call Uh shannon shannon are you there dear one
4: Yes, I am, Mother Mary. Hi, Shannon. I'm
1: fine, sweetheart. I'm fine. Go ahead with your question.
4: I was just wondering with everything, um, with all the diabolical influence that's entered the church since Vatican II, um, would you recommend that we still go to church under the diocese, or would you recommend that we go to an independent traditional Roman Catholic church? Because. I, uh, my husband and I just recently went to the only traditional Roman Catholic independent church in the state of Massachusetts where they practice the liturgy um, in the traditional way. And um, mm-hmm. they, they really follow everything, you know, the way that that was done prior to 62. I, I just know. wanted to know if you recommend that.
1: Um, I do not. Uh, I do, and I do not. Let me explain. Number one, <clears throat> um, it it it's oh my goodness. Just as I said to Agnes before, this evil started way before Vatican II. Uh, but again, many things were put into practice following Vatican II that were tragic. I agree, um, but. I would not abandon the diocese in any way. I would find the best parish, uh, best church you can go to. And if there's only one traditional church, and it is in schism. Now, there are good traditional parishes that are not in schism. Um, If it could be independent, perhaps, but that doesn't mean it's in schism. Um, It still needs to be under... The approval of the bishop um it needs to be under the approval if there's a, a fraternity of saint peter let's just say catholic church in a diocese it it still needs to be approved by the bishop even though they are a religious order and their superior is the superior of the fssp they still need to respect the bishop so i would say it, uh, Absolutely stay with the diocese, stay with good churches, but if you cannot, um, I don't think it's a problem going to um, a traditional church, I would do that myself, Shannon, but I would hold back if it's a church in schism, that would be the issue. Uh, better to stay with the church no matter how bad it gets than to be in schism with it because it is the church that the gates of hell will not prevail against. There's our, our um, break, beloved. I'm so sorry that we have to go, but we'll be with you right after the break. Go ahead and call in with anything on your heart. And Shannon, if you wish to stay on the line until after the break, that's fine. Uh, Our toll-free number, 1-877-511-5483, or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com, and we'll be right back.
5: If you're new to iCatholic Radio, welcome to the free mobile app of the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network. It's available for download on your Android and Apple mobile devices. If you have any questions about your new app, please contact us at thestationofthecross.com or 1-877-888-6279. That's thestationofthecross.com or 1-877-888-6279. Through your new app, you can listen to podcasts of shows, conference talks, and prayers. View our programming grid, call us directly, and check out our mobile website. You can even learn how you can promote iCatholic Radio in your community. Connect with us through social media and financially support the programming you love. That's all available on your iCatholic Radio mobile app. Thank you for joining our iCatholic Radio family, proclaiming the fullness of truth with clarity
2: and charity. Love learning more about the Church, but confused or disheartened by the struggles we are facing today? Follow LifeSite News Catholic on Facebook, Twitter, or sign up for LifeSite Catholic emails and stay up to date on the constant stream of news about the Catholic Church. Our Church is in a time of crisis, and we as laity have a responsibility. And a duty to educate ourselves and stay true to the faith. LifeSight News Catholic is dedicated to keeping the laity informed and educated. To follow us, go to Facebook or Twitter and search LifeSight News Catholic. As Mother Miriam always says, we must live as if it were true. <laughs>
1: Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. Uh and we have uh, a little over fifteen minutes and you're welcome still to call in uh with anything on your heart. Um one eight seven seven five one one five four eight three or email at mother at the station of the cross dot com. And um I cut Agnes off earlier in the program. My apologies, dear Agnes, but I needed to do that. When you call in beloved Um, uh, it it needs to be a question and not to have kind of a platform to to discuss what's what you really want to say publicly so um, it's very important that you have a question it's unfair to others who would like to call in to do the same thing so um, Shannon are you still on the line I am okay go ahead sweetheart I I had to rush that because we were coming up against a break go ahead Is there anything? No
4: problem. Go ahead. I just was wondering, what does in schism mean?
1: In schism means that you are not in communion with the church.
6: Okay.
1: That's what it means. Um, And there are those who disagree. If the church says canonically such and such a group is in schism, it means it's not in communion with the church. And we. Uh, unless we want to put ourselves out of communion with the church, should not go to that parish. That's what it means. And the alternative is, uh, are going to a a parish that really is painful for us to go to. But I I don't know how to tell you to go to the one that's in schism because you'll be out of communion with the church. So the reason why we
4: went, I just, you know, I never knew about Vatican II, and I, I my husband just told me about it recently. And um it was just it was kind of troubling, you know, to me because I feel like one of the main reasons one of the main um things that I hold so sacred to me about the Catholic faith is that it's the one true church that was founded by Jesus Christ. That's exactly right. And that, but I mean, why would they change everything? I feel like Oh, that's how he taught us to do it. and That's I just, right. It's, it's, You're right. I'm hurt by that. I, yeah. I want to practice the way he taught us.
1: That's right. And so do every, so does every faithful Catholic. And unfortunately, Shannon, there's a whole generation that have been raised in the new mass that know nothing else. They know nothing else. So blessed be God that you know uh, the true a celebration of the Mass and the reverence that is due our Lord. Um, why would they do that? That's a good question. Um, I think Pope Paul VI summed it up when he said the smoke of Satan has entered the church. That's what's happened. And if you read the scriptures, read the letters of Peter, 1 and 2 Peter, you'll see that this is exactly what was written of the end times. Now, the end times began at the cross with our Lord on the cross. 2,000 years has been the end times, but it seems that we're approaching the end of the end times. And... um, if if go ahead and read Second Peter and you'll see that there'll be scoffers and people that um uh, bishops against bishops and the faith will be distorted and if possible even the elect will be led astray and it seems that's exactly what's happened. It is the enemy's number one uh raison d'etre, reason for being, Shannon, to destroy the work and the people of God, to destroy the family, to destroy the church. He's added Someone once said that the demons always do the work of their father, and he, of course, is the father of lies. And he has succeeded, not in destroying the Church of God, because nothing will succeed in that, but he has succeeded in corrupting many, many people. And again, uh, the book, The School of Darkness, I think it is, by Bella Dodd, uh, 100 years back, wrote of the effort this is just one little scenario of the communists to plant hundreds thousands of seminarians in the church who were communists they didn't believe in god they didn't have the catholic faith zero but they were strong fine-looking intelligent men and they went as seminarians and as belladot herself said because she was converted to the catholic church um uh tremendously, and she herself has said that many of those seminarians are now bishops and cardinals. Um, and it, it, so that's, that's how. It, it, the why is because the devil is clever and wants everything of God and the people of God to be destroyed. And the how is the subtlety of the devil who, who plants um, demons in the church to destroy it.
4: Can you still hear me? I can hear you. I just have a question. Like, why isn't anybody doing anything about it?
1: Why isn't there
4: more uproar? And, like, why isn't there movements being done to, like, bring it back to the way it was and how we, you know, back to the traditional way?
1: I love you, Shannon. I love you. And you know what? Every faithful Catholic has the same questions, but the fact is there are movements. Uh, trying to bring it back, trying to destroy the corruption. Uh, If you go on to Remnant TV with Michael Matt, if you go on to, um, uh, oh, so many, so many, so many faithful good, just read LifeSite News, um, so many good, good uh, programs. Uh, Michael Matt has an effort Uh, He's got it uh, titled hashtag unite the clans. He's trying to bring all the faithful Catholics together, whether no matter where they are uh, into one conference um, with all the strong bishops to unite all the strong, faithful people, Shannon, like you who want reverence, who want holiness, who want truthfulness restored to the church, the pure faith. That's what we want. So um, you're right on. You're right on. I love your response. I- I'm sorry that you're in pain over it, but it is the response of all of us. You have come uh, late to learn of this. And so um, you're you're just shocked and astounded. Why is it being allowed? But with all our hearts, minds, and strength, we've been trying to stop this infiltration of evil in the church. And the the... The people that belong uh, under Satan are apparently more numerous than those who are true to God, whether they have the name of Catholic or not. And so we're fighting this battle. We're fighting it. We're fighting it from without, but it's also a huge, huge fight from within the church. You're very right, Shannon.
6: I have
4: one more question. So, like... Do you think I know? I, I know you said you believe we're totally at the end of the end times, which I would I would absolutely agree to that. Um, you know I, I don't know the Bible through and through, but in Revelation it mentions the New World Order. And would you say would you agree that possibly? Because I've read articles stating that the Vatican II was the start of the New World Order, and it's hard for me <coughs> like, from an ethical standpoint to really continue to follow a church under the diocese because i feel like it's almost like it's unethical
1: yes i understand that there are many things that are unethical many things that are unholy look all through history shannon would there were very very few god founded his church on a remnant Uh, you probably haven't gone through the old testament you need to do it because it's your book it's your the bible is your book shan it was given to the world by the catholic church and if you read the history of God's people, Israel, a people he formed for himself, a people he would come through as savior of the world, a people for whom he would die, and he couldn't keep them faithful. They would, there was only a remnant all through history. Um, Moses and Joshua and, and David and even they committed great sins, but there was always, always a remnant that God would keep faithful to himself. Now, if any Anybody decided that Israel is so corrupt, worshiping false idols, intermarrying with the nations around them, which God forbid, all of that, they're leaving these people. Well, there'd be no salvation for them because that's the people that God formed. And when you're in, let's just say, a ridiculous example today, if you're in a dysfunctional family, you don't leave the family. You help it. Now, you might have to leave it to not allow yourself to get abused you might have to go put yourself in a certain distance from it um, because you're not going to go to a clown mass let's say in the Novus ordo if you have one you're not going to go where there's all kinds of um, dancing and all of that so you have to distance yourself and find another place but you don't leave if you leave the church shannon you are leaving christ If you leave the church, you are leaving Christ. He needs us to be faithful. Those who are faithful to the end will be saved. That's what the scripture says. If you leave the church, there's no salvation for you or anybody. But if you stay within it, and you stay faithful, and you live the faith, and again, find those on the internet... um, Station of the Cross, Life News, and I'm, I'm referring you to uh, Michael Matt of the Remnant because he has a movement to unite the clans, people just like you, that we want to stay faithful to the church, not by go, not re- by rebelling, not by finding something else because there's no salvation outside the church. So you need to stay with it, beloved, and you need to know that God who is holy and the God over all and has never left his throne, has allowed his people to uh, deny him, to uh, uh, formulate all kinds of heresies and debaucheries, and he hasn't wiped them off the face of the earth. And it's in his kindness um, that he is willing that none perish. So... Your heart, your zeal, your thinking is 100% good, Shannon. But you be part of the remnant, even if the church goes underground. If you leave the church, there's no salvation. Why would God allow all this? There's several uh, answers that people want to come up with you know he's cleaning his church right now because it's so bad that only the true believers will really remain when the persecution comes it's hardly come yet it's come the schools are being destroyed the churches are being destroyed it's coming it's on us already but we're not we don't yet have a a knife a, a, a knife or a rifle before us and so we need to be true to the faith we need to be true so that we're ready when we when it comes against us individually. And we need to make a choice for Christ. We need to make that choice now while it's simpler. <clears throat> it's not just Vatican II. So Vatican II, sweetheart is the result of the evil in the church. It, it was kind of the, the head that it kind of exploded and and allowed the corruption to come into the church. But that's not the beginning of it.
4: Right. Okay. Thank okay. you
1: so much. Stay to the church, have Shannon. Have a wonderful day. You mother too. Mary. You st- I you love for your, your heart. Yeah. You're 100% right in everything you think, Shannon, but don't abandon ship because of it. Thank you. All right, sweetheart. All right. We have Michelin, uh, or Micheline, rather, on the line. Are you there, dear one?
6: Yes, mother. Yes, Go I'm ahead, here. sweetheart.
1: Go ahead with your question. Oh.
6: Okay. <clears throat> the other night we watched. Um, Raymond Arroyo on World Over.
1: I love him. Uh-huh. And there
6: was, I do too. And, and I don't remember the title of the, of the, he might have been a bishop, his last name is Schoenborn?
1: That's Cardinal Schoenborn, yes.
6: Cardinal Schoenborn, okay, I'm sorry, I couldn't remember.
1: No, don't worry about that.
6: But any, <clears throat> okay. Anyway, he said that he didn't understand why the Pacamama at the Synod, what people were so upset about it, he said they uh, value life. It showed because of the statue. She was pregnant. They value life. And um, I was just shocked. I was absolutely shocked yeah. by what he said. Yeah. So yeah. I, was, I feel like because he's so high up in the church that it's caused confusion for people. It has. And I was wondering if you would explain to us why the pachamama was revered. At the Synod, and then yeah. I'll, I'll turn my phone down.
1: No, that's okay, Michael. And in fact, we just have a minute left, so it's going to be very quick. I wish the bishops could hear you and Shannon. I wish the Cardinals and bishops could hear your weeping hearts. You, how shocked, how destroyed you are by such a thing. It's absolutely awful. It is idol worship. She is a pagan idol worshipped Mother Earth because they worship Mother Earth. There's no representation of the Virgin Mary in that, and um, the fact that Cardinal Schönborn, who who uh, really was the editor of the Catechism, a top man, he has fallen. He has fallen. Even the elect, as the scriptures say, can be deceived. He is in favor of same-sex marriage. He has fallen. I don't know what happened to him, but it it seems that he's lost his faith. And we need to pray for him. He's absolutely wrong. It's absolutely awful. Apacamama was brought into the Vatican because of the evil going on in the Vatican right now and uh, the efforts to create this one world union and um, to destroy the faith. That's what it is, to destroy the faith, to destroy the one true Church of God and let everything in, which is its destruction. You're right to respond as you are. Pray for Cardinal Schoenberg and for the evil that's going on in the Church today and thank God and beg Him to keep you faithful. All right, Micheline. God bless you, dear.